0: This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 493. Brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. One third live from San Diego. don't want a from you. I'm going out. I
1: don't care if you're angry. I'm getting out. Now nothing ever shames me. I'm going out. I don't care if you're angry, I should have thought things through, I'm holding
0: out. Well hello, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, this is episode 493, that number? We, I am Josh Flanagan, I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick.
2: Hello. So he's the I, uh, our Our man on Diego. the scene. And I apologize for the sound quality, because right before the show all my equipment broke. <laughs> and uh that's fun and also i apologize if i say anything stupid because i haven't slept much and i may or may not be hung over so there you go i've, I've been enough.
0: sick so ron it's on you and let's uh. be honest you're rusty we are <laughs> a fanboy we like comics every week we read our stack of comics one of us picks the one that's a favorite book we call that the pick of the week then we talk about that book we talk about other books from the week some other stuff maybe read some listener e- email uh, the goal here entertainment this is a spoiler uh, heavy Filled process we're going through So if you don't want to know what happens to the books You shouldn't be listening There it is plain as that Watch your, watch your butts Or hold on to your butts um, This week
2: Connor you had the pick I, I,
0: By the way impressive
2: So uh, I had uh, 10 books this week It was a nice light week Which you like to see when you have the pick Because you got to read a lot of books And uh, then I get a text from Josh saying Make sure you don't miss 1872 number 1 And I was like son of a bitch <laughs> he well, literally said bug. that, so I read it and I was. Then I was I, like, I think "Son of a said, bitch!"
0: I think he might have told me to go something myself. Let's just <laughs> check
2: the record.
0: Let's see, so, Connor.
2: So, <laughs> nope, nope.
0: Okay, fine, jerk.
2: That's the, so much more polite. So, yeah. eighteen seventy-two, number one is a Secret Wars Battle World book, and I haven't really been reading very many of these, but the ones I have been reading are usually the ones that one of you recommends, like uh, the Garth Dennis one. And this is the uh, Jerry Duggan, k- Kit Nick Varella, and Lee Lowridge, Clint Cowell's book that takes place in the Western world of Marvel. And why not? Who cares?
0: <laughs> well, we're going to get back to this concept afterward. Talk about the book, and then we're going to talk about the okay. overall thing.
2: Um, and it was super <laughs> why fun. Why not?
0: Who cares? That's very <laughs> close to what I have to say. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, this is, a, this is sort of a book written specifically for josh and i i mean i assume they had bigger audience in mind
0: i, I just i just want to say a the cover totally got me but after all of the other ones that i read i was like i don't want to read this and then i saw jerry duggan and i thought I, I like i like his work all right i'll try it i was like oh shit connor's not gonna read this unless i tell him
2: so this is a in this western world it's a town of timely as uh you will know is oh. the name of marvel before it was marvel uh sheriff steve rogers is trying to keep the peace and drunken tony stark is spends a lot of time at the saloon and uh bruce banner runs the uh, apothecary and there's uh, trouble in town with mayor fisk who's corrupt and it was just this is the, this is the kind of elseworlds-y story that i love taking your familiar characters dropping them into an unfamiliar setting but having them still reveal themselves to be who they are uh no matter what. The and, and
0: totally committed to the, to the Western format, not yeah. superheroes in Westerns. Nobody appears to have any superpowers. It wasn't it's, like somebody
2: started flying. Or right. It's, it's, it's,
0: it wasn't a man out of time. It was literally just these characters, personalities in these roles. Um, but completely and it's nice to see
2: Steve Rogers because we don't get to see him anymore. Yeah. Because he's not cool, apparently. And uh, it was, he was, he, he's the perfect sheriff. and not just wearing the star shield like his... Like his, like his uh, Mm-hmm. Star badge like a shield, but he's he's you know, he's a law and order guy. And uh he's trying his best to be a good good guy and not uh not lose control of his town, which is being overrun by corruption and he, I love the, the Tony Stark bit where he you think Tony Stark's gonna become his sort of Doc Holliday ish mm-hmm. sidekick, but uh he's really more concerned with drinking. <laughs> including the uh the the hidden gun release that he had that now holds a flask instead of a gun. <laughs> Um, but uh, I just – I love the, the The art was wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the art was great. Yeah.
2: So you read this, Rona, You're not a Western guy.
1: Well, you know, I mean I'm not a – i am not I mean yeah, I'm not as much of a Western guy as you guys. I can enjoy a good Western every now and then. Um, but honestly, what, what, what got me uh, immediately upon reading this and, and I don't know if you guys – if it got you guys as quickly as well. But uh, – and, and this identifies a failing of the other Battleworld books is that it opens up with a map of Timely – Yes. And it was great. I, I sat there and poured over that map for about 10 minutes, looking where everybody, like every one of these things, should have a map of the geography that they're working with. That's such an easy thing to do. And they nailed it with this one because it was, you know, playing to all the Western stereotypes and had all the characters and the people, even people who aren't in the story, they're on the map. You right. know, it shows that they exist. In, in two pages, they created a world that immediately caught me up and I was ready to go into.
2: And uh, the Kirby River's been damned. I don't know if that's a metaphor or not. <laughs> but, uh, I think a couple of the other ones have maps. I think it's the, Manhattan, the Manhattan.
0: I got to say, I, that, that's, not a con, that's not a thing. I looked at the map. It was fine, but I forgot about it. It wasn't that. It was that this one actually engaged me, whereas all the other ones, really, I mean, most of them that I started with in five pages, I like, I don't want to read this. I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know that if I, I was thinking before it doesn't matter because it's it's just going to be over in a little bit or it's not compelling. But I you know I didn't care about that with this. I wanted to know, I wanted to read it, and a lot of the other ones I didn't want to read.
2: Well, the thing the thing is, it's fun that it's the familiar characters, but even if you changed all, all their names, it would still have been a good western story.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, it was totally a straight up western, which was the other, I was like, oh, they really the conventions of that were all you know spot on, which I I think was helpful. Um. I, I. I. don't. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I tried. I've tried to read a bunch of these, and I just like they didn't grab me in any way. So this was just fun. I think. I think between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, that really did it. And, and, and Banner, like those characters, were a lot of fun to read.
2: Um, right. Banner was great, and it, yeah. you know, it's a traditional Western story, right? So as we said, the Kripy River has been dammed by the Roxson Corporation to uh, to get water for their silver mine concern. Which I always love that that phrase, um, and so the, there's a, an Indian. Is it who's his character? Red Wolf. Red Wolf. He goes to blow up the dam because it's, it's starving out his people, and it's also the town has got no more water, and so he gets caught by uh, Mayor Wilson Fisk Stugs, who works for the governor, who dammed up, who works for Roxanne who dammed up the mine, who uh, dammed up the river.
0: And am, so I, it's, am I not wrong? But this is the exact same plot as Blazing Saddles.
2: Well, there's no. <laughs> it's real close it's really close you're right i I mean it's know, but it's close there's no horse if he makes red wolf the sheriff in the next issue
0: (laughs) then it's basically the same and i'm fine with that
2: yeah oh not like even more (laughs) um and so then this is just you know the, the the thugs come to town to kill uh red wolf and uh because Steve has stopped him from being lynched and he's going to try him because that's what Steve wants, you know, law and order and not murder. And uh, Steve's got to dispatch some thugs and he shoots one guy in the neck, which gets really bloody. And uh, now some special mercenaries are coming to town. This is now led let's... by Bullseye and some other people. But, yeah, no, uh, so,
0: so is that Electra and the owl? And who's the bear guy? Good question. Is it the owl, do we think?
2: I don't know. Could or is be. there
0: another? No, isn't there another guy who? Ron, I'm looking at you on this. I'm looking for
1: help. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't tell. I can't tell what the what the Western to Marvel universe uh, that's definitely that's, decoder defi- is, that's you know. definitely Elektra. Yes. Yeah. I yeah.
0: think. Um, definitely, I think. And I feel like there's a character that I'm seeing in my eye is that guy in the bowler hat, but I can't place it as part of. Well, Marvel. it looks like
2: the owl with those round glasses.
1: Yeah. Hang on, I'm pl- I'm going to look. Again. But
2: uh, this is this is also really great Western trope, right? The mm-hmm. the hired guns come in to take out the the one good man in town. It's usually Clint Eastwood or Kevin Costner, and then they go they die. So it, I love this so yeah. much. So I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm very. I wouldn't glad. Have read it otherwise. Uh, 1872, number one, which is a great story. If you love westerns, even if you don't love westerns, Ron enjoyed it. And he yeah. hates westerns.
1: I never said I hate Westerns. It's just not as
2: much as, uh, whatever.
1: Listen, if, if we say I, it,
0: it's just, we have to put you in a box, get in the
2: I box know, and accept it's your either, role. Understand. It's either you love or hate Ron. There's no nuance anymore. <laughs> There's so no, that, no in between. No, that was the pick of the week. And actually this was a week full of really fantastic books that I, that I liked, that I liked a lot uh, of the 11 I ended up reading. I think probably five or six could have been pick of the week. Um, and the big release this week was Archie Number One, which I think a lot of people expected might be the pick of the week, especially since it's my week. Um, but uh, I-, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, d- I didn't love it as much as some of the other things I read this week, but I thought it was fun. This is the Mark Wade and Fiona Staples realistic reboot or realistic-ish reboot of the Archie universe.
1: Well, th- this was um, yesterday. A, fr- uh, a mutual friend of all of ours, uh, I M'd me and was like, "Hey, did you read Archie number one?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "He's like, yeah, I really liked it. It was really good." I was like, "Well, considering who's on it, it yeah. better be good." Like, yeah. if it wasn't, like, yeah. like the story would be if Mark Wade and Fiona Staples did something awful. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, they punted. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it was good. It was. I'm an Archie fan, and this was a really fun issue, and I liked that it still felt like Archie. Um, it was still familiar, but it was different in a modern way, and that was good. But I, d- I didn't blow the doors off. Maybe because, as you said, the expectations are this was going to be good.
0: I yeah. read it, and I don't really have a thing for Archie one way or the other. I actually thought, I thought it was pretty basic. Yes, I thought there wasn't much to it to get me excited. It was pretty baseline of what I thought Archie was about. Was and I. I had a little bit of a thought in my head that I think while I think Mark Wade is a really good writer I was like I wonder if this actually does sound anything like kids because I don't understand anything what kids sound like and he's older than me mm-hmm. like that was the thing that I I think that I was like doubting its veracity I guess in a certain sense but it they're, maybe they're not the audience I thought it looked amazing it looked great but at the end I I just it wasn't very
1: compelling right yeah yeah I mean I thought I thought it was very I don't know saccharine the right word or you know like it was very Archie, you know like yeah, it was very Archie, and and the thing was the thing that got me actually was the um, the subtlety of the storytelling between what Wade asks Fiona Staples to do and what she actually did. You know, like the the one page that got me is what you know, like Archie's kind of inner monologuing, talking about how why him and Betty broke up and how they're not talking, and in the background Betty's behind him and going to talk to him, but then t- decides not to. The moment he says we're not talking, like it was like there were, were little. Yeah. There were little subtle storytelling stuff that was done again in the way that only are done well in comics. You know, yeah, and
0: it's a high um, level craft but I guess yeah. overall the plot didn't really interest me. Yeah.
2: Well, this is going to be the saccharine center. Right? We have the super dark Archie story in afterlife with Archies, And this is this is this is the main Archie book. Yeah, right? I'm not no. even There's sure some...
0: that that's not what it's
2: supposed to be. Yeah, this so... is what it's supposed to be. I mean, this is this is Archie. There's no more no more it's, Dan Parent.
0: It's really no. interesting because I I don't I don't I wouldn't think of Mark Wade as a person to do this. Like, he's a guy with a lot of, uh, a lot of range, obviously. I thought um, you were saying rage. No, well, I mean, uh, if I'm not arthrosoidum, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing I have a question about. Uh, if you're Mr. Lodge, would you ask them to use a different photo for the giant poster <laughs> saying you're about to arrive in town? <laughs> or did you ask for the one where you're glaring at everyone?
0: He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't deal with those kind of things, and his employees are It's sort of a passive-aggressive swipe at him.
2: <laughs> coming through the Transform Riverdale Lodge Industries. I'm coming for you. <laughs> and it's like two stories tall. Yeah. Um, well, I
0: mean, have you seen some of Trump's photos? <laughs>
2: True. I think it would be that's... great if he was a Trump-esque character. That would be
0: great. You know what? There's a really good possibility that can happen. I think. Yeah,
2: so they kept the crown. I think there was a, there was a discussion at one point. Maybe it was a different for a different reboot where they were thought of maybe giving him like a little fedora jughead. But uh, oh,
0: jeez, that would be a prime example of an old person not understanding. Kids. Right,
2: right. So just keeping the
0: crown's probably a better idea because that would be a thing I could see a kid doing. And it, it just doesn't
2: make any sense anyway. You know, exactly. it's never really made any sense. So you might as well just keep it. Um, but it was fun. I, I liked it as an Archie fan, and I'll obviously continue reading it. I'm curious to see. What it will be like after? How,
0: how does? Uh, and you might know a thing, so you don't have to say. But like, how is she going to draw this end saga? I know they're in coming into a. Like, is she supposed to be on this indefinitely? Or?
1: No. 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 I, I from what from what I remember, it was just it was just this first arc, and okay. it was scheduled out. You know, and this is the saga probably, hiatus yeah. just started. Yeah, and I think that, and I th- hang on, where are I going to pull up the? Because again, we start we I close it, and then you guys keep talking about it. It's, I'm, I'm very rusty. I I um, <laughs> but I don't think she did everything where she does everything on Saga. Right. I don't think she colored this. I'm trying still. to find the credits I mean, page. Not, what?
0: I mean, still, that's not, uh, that's not yeah. a small job. Is it like
1: a, is it like a, a McKelvey Norton kind of thing or no, no, I just don't think she colored this where uh-huh. she colors herself on Saga. So I, uh, so all she's doing was pencils, you know, then I don't like, see
2: a co- uh, credits page.
1: Yeah, I don't see a credits page either. But we got a. I'm looking at the review got the review PDF. Yeah, that, and you know maybe on the actual issue. Did but. you Did
2: you look at the? Um, so on the back of this, they they reprinted uh, the first appearance of Archie. Yeah, from, from Pep did. Comics number 22, 1941. Did you guys check that out?
0: I looked through it. I didn't read it, but I was definitely interested in looking at it. I was kind of surprised at how, I guess, advanced the art was. I was I was actually kind of impressed by the no like it was. It's pretty detailed, and it was pretty like good looking. Uh, did they recolor it or something?
2: I don't know,
1: but oh, they must have. Yeah. Um. Uh, according to Comic Book DB, there there are two colorists on, on Archie number one. Um. So Fiona
2: did not color it. Mm-hmm. So Archie had quite a different look back then.
0: Yeah. yeah totally. So that, I mean, that was interesting. But as as a piece, I like that they used to do those circle panels. They don't yeah. do those anymore.
2: No, those were fun. And uh, call him Chick, please. Yeah. Boy, Chick that's just that's boy thing. chick
1: can
0: you, would you imagine like all of the kids in America was like what the hell are all these words I learned so that's much learned Yiddish from old comics <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys doing them were just like what everyone doesn't talk like this
2: so uh, also this week Black Science 16 which according to the uh, piece in the back wraps up the first story arc of Black Science and uh, it ends very shockingly and there's lots of people get Killed or no one
1: is safe in this world.
2: No, no, yep. The cast we started this book with is not the cast we have ended this issue with, and uh, that's Versions exciting. Of them, yeah. What did you guys think of this issue?
0: Um, I liked it, I liked it as I've liked all of the issues. I like that it's it really does have that no one is safe feeling. Um, and also, I like the consistency with the theme that despite your best intentions. Things are not going the way that you plan, and the more that you try to push it, it's going—you're you're just going to push yourself further off. I'm going to cure everybody on this world, and then they are going to—you know—they're going to you know, they're gonna take it the wrong way, and then somebody else is going to come along and fuck that up. And that has to do with what I did before. Um, I really, ever since you pointed out the colors, I—I I really miss Lee Lowbridge on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that you know, I, I gave a lot of praise that it was not undue uh, to Mateo Scalera. But there's no doubt in my mind that, that those colors in the early ones really helped.
1: Well the uh, the, the the first colorist was Dean White. Dean White, yeah, I'm sorry. White. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't I'm sorry.
0: Lee. Lee's, Lee's on uh, Deadly Class, yeah. Okay. So it's yeah, you miss Dean White. I'm I'm so. missing up mixing up my amazing colorists. Right. <laughs> when it's not Geordie <laughs> Belair, I just I can't tell any of them apart. <laughs> She's on ninety five percent of the books, the others are doled out. Again, it, it's it's not even that it's bad color, but it, it there's definitely a you know, Dean White.
2: There's an interesting exploration here of no matter what you do, he fails. <laughs> it's great. Be, there's, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's an original sin thing, but he's trying to fix his life. He's trying to make everything better, but no matter what he does, something comes along and, and wipes him out. And okay. the, this was a gut punch of an ending. Cause in, it, we, we talked about before how uh, the main character, Grant, decided he was going to be a good guy for once and save the day. And he goes out and he does that. He saves the day. He, he cures this planet that, that his other versions of himself had poisoned and he uh, ends up going getting back just in time to what he thinks is save the day and, and actually kills the wrong person and uh, then the planet gets poisoned at the end at Dakota and it was repoisoned by somebody and that's that's her right a like, different version of the girlfriend who poisons the world oh, the again wife. the wife is it the wife
0: yeah the girlfriend has short dark or has dark hair well, this Am is like a
2: bl- blonde
0: right the blonde is the wife the the dark oh, the, hair the, is the girlfriend
2: the wife had blonde had dark hair too Listen, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> either either way, no matter what, Grant But does. the daughter
0: also has dark hair, so... Right, yeah. That was a little confusing at times, too. Um, well,
1: I think it's supposed to be confusing at that point, you know? It is. So, I, I mean, mean also, yeah, there's the multiple versions
0: you know? of the characters. The two versions right. of Grant have different colored hair. Right. So, at a certain point, you know, this is just a lot of stuff moving around really fast. Those speed lines are... Are indicative of the entire thing, and so I tend to just go along with it. And I figure I'll figure it out later, even if I I don't necessarily know the specifics from moment to moment. I sort of go right. with the motion of it.
2: So it's good. It still this remains one of one of his best books, I think. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's fantastic. It's yeah. my favorite. So now
1: they're going to take a little break. They come back in November with the next uh, with the beginning of the next major arc. That's a long uh, time. It's a long time, but but I mean, it, you know, it, it's it. If he gives them time to recharge and to you know and give Mateo to do that sweet Mateo art, it's worth it. It's
0: I'm great. in favor of the breaks. I'm am too. I'm no problem yeah. with that.
2: Yeah.
1: Likewise.
0: They always so go, jo- they always go fa- fast too. It's always like oh it's back.
2: Josh All Star Section Eight Number Two.
0: Yeah. So the oh. last time this came up, um, I was like this is going to be pick of the week. No way. And then it was not pick of the week. And so when it came out this time, I thought well maybe maybe I will be way more into it. And I'm kind of not. <laughs> kind of not into it. And I think that um we've talked about this. I think I think we're settled on the on the fact that, that you know, Garth Ennis is 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 my probably my favorite comic book writer at the moment. Um, and one of the reasons for that is that his ability to sort of tell a long form story over a long time, whereas these feel really episodic. Um like this is like last week it was Batman and then this week it was Green Lantern. Um and he might be putting pieces in place and I have no doubt that there will be something at the end that sort of ties everything together, but it did sort of just feel like, um, one of the things I don't love that he does is, and I can take it in small bits, but like like he's just bagging on superheroes. Like he likes to right. do that. And I don't know, I wasn't so into this. It was, it was kind of funny, the bits with, with Hal Jordan and, and, and Six Pack trying to go after him. Uh, on the other side of things though, I'm really, really enjoying uh, the John McCrae art a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I laughed, I laughed very hard at Dog Welder again. Well,
2: that was the best part for me. The issue was the opening with the new dog welder's origin, in which he's at a (laughs) thrift store looking for knickknacks for his wife, and he sees the welding kit with the mask, and he's drawn to it, and the mask attaches itself to his face, and he immediately runs outside, finds a dog, and welds welds it to somebody.
0: We we think (laughs) all we see are the sound effects. Ah, yip 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 yip, which is great.
2: (laughs) I think we can infer that what's taking place. I Um, just like how they did it. I I think the problem is that these are good background characters that show up occasionally. Yes. It's like the Lone Gunman problem, run. Yeah. Remember when the X-Men spun... I mean, the X-Files spun off the of Lone Gunman, and it's like, yep. do we want to follow the fun background characters all of the time? And the answer is no. Correct. And I think that's the problem here.
0: Yeah, that might be it. And it really... Like, honestly, it, it just makes me wish I was reading Tommy Monahan. Right. Um, and that might be part of it. So, like, the tone is there, the voice is there, there's no doubt that it's fun... Um, but it, it doesn't have that underlying anchor i suppose right. um so you know it's not bad but it's not like this is my favorite thing ever it'd be it'd be it'd be fun to have them i mean i'd rather just have them tell a, a past tommy story that, that would be really fun right uh if they're going to spend all this time doing it um but it's oh. more like a lark and so it's it's less uh less enchanting for me i guess
2: Ron, last week you, you didn't know if you were going to read Lando number
1: one. Well, as you say, talking about um, the background characters not always being a good focus of a book is a great segue for talking about Lando number one. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll give I'll take a flyer on it, so it's the next miniseries in the you take a flyer you're not going to read it well, uh, whenever the opposite Well, you know what I meant. Anyway. Um, so Lando number one, I love having you back. Written by Charles Soule, art by Alex Malive and so from on the art standpoint, totally fine. Alex Malive doing well, not you know like not too photorealistic, but cartoony enough. You know, like it looks like Billy D. Williams, but it's it's drawn in in a way that is not trying to be him in every panel and that sort of thing. It's clearly but, not stills. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, but um, but uh, fuck this book and Charles Soule, who <laughs> does not know how to write Lobot. <laughs> and furthermore, furthermore, I will say, doesn't know how to write Lando either. Because so I'm reading it right, and so there's this great whole little thing. It, it opens up with Lando, um, who apparently has been sleeping with an Imperial governor, and and she's you know beautiful, but powerful, and he he's basically there. It's, a, it's she's a mark. He's trying to steal a thing, but he's conning her into giving it to him. You know, and that's a great little thing. And then so we get that little sequence. Then the next scene is Lobot reacting, saying, you did what? And Lando says, take it easy, Low." No, oh. no, no, no. Right. Now, I understand... The, now you the, feel my pain. About yes, these other books. absolutely. I, this is everything wrong with doing these Star Wars books. And now I understand that they wipe the slate clean, and there's there's no more expanded universe, and there's no more history, and nothing's canon, and all this stuff is canon. But you know, I'm I'm gonna go to the Presidio, and I'm gonna go to the people at Lucasfilm, and ask them what the hell they're doing at Lobot, because he's a chatty Cathy in this book, and Lobot doesn't talk that much. And then further, at one point, Lando says. You had the Imperials put those things in your head so you could blah, blah, blah. The Imperials didn't put those things in his head. He was a slave in Cloud City, and that's where it happened.
0: Uh, history well, that means something. Count. No, that, yeah. that history doesn't. That history's out.
1: Yeah, so I don't like this new history, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: think that I was that as vociferous as you. I liked the Lando parts, and I did like the art a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, got it, I, got I was like, what the f- who is this guy?
1: Oh, and also it had the. It
0: wasn't Lobo, mm-hmm. Lobot. Low it was. It was like. It was like Jay. It Wasn't Lobot? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then it it ends with so they steal a ship and they like oh whose ship did we steal? I don't know some Imperial. Turns out it's the Emperor's ship. But we get the. Do you remember that blue dude with the two horns that are coming up like the um from the Senate and in, in, the, the, in Senate. the prequels? Like that guy, that asshole. I don't want to
2: see that jerk. I don't too much much want to be prequels in these books. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much.
0: much I kind of <laughs> like that. That kind of that doesn't bother me. I'm like fuck it, do it um this yeah. this they, they, they stole the Mobile. <laughs> yeah
1: but <they're, they're, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> my car hmm? I, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm just saying that, that there's uh, Lobot is one of my favorite characters, and he does not talk in the way like, A, he doesn't talk at all, but like the whole approach to it, I've no idea how that got through he, he, was, he like, shouldn't
0: it, he shouldn't sit at the bar casually having a drink
1: exactly. and like, and, 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 and then he's like, and, wait, hold on, hold on. yeah, he's
0: telling me something. Hold on. Yeah, no, no. I'm down with you with that. I didn't mind any of the Lando stuff. I actually liked that stuff. Well, the
1: Lando stuff was good, and I thought the art was really good. And the end, the drawing of the uh, the royal, the Crimson Guard was awesome. And you know, like it it hit on some star on Star Wars notes, but Lobot was completely wrong, and it it just ruined it for me. I love how
2: personally we take this. I love it.
1: Uh, well, you know how much how, how much I like Lobot. I, you know how I much know. Lobot. You know how much Lobot says
0: he doesn't. Not, he points. Nothing. That's all he does. Exactly. He points exactly. over there. And he's Hyper efficient.
1: And he doesn't smile. He doesn't frown. He
0: yes, exactly. Maybe yeah. maybe somebody fucked with his settings. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe something is. happens. Is this before? This is before yeah, Empire. Yeah. I, I the sense this is before. So maybe but still, maybe she Sheev
1: fucks him up. Maybe I don't know. Aren't these
2: all from before Empire? Aren't these all taking place after the first movie? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah.
1: No. Well, no. This has got to be. Well, who knows? I mean, this is before Cloud City. So. Yeah. So it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be before Empire. But I don't know where. I don't know where it takes place in yeah, regards to. Yeah.
0: I can't tell you that the the lobot implants thing counts because that definitely has been changed. They can do whatever they want. But the yeah, I know. The but characterization. This is dumb. Is yeah. The a, characterization's is, all. It's, yeah, it's weird. All off. It's yes. weird. It'd be like if if like if like Salacious Crumb was suddenly clever and chatty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, Lord knows we don't want that. So
0: or or EV99 was suddenly very kind.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, one thing Batman Superman 22 lacked was a sweet bat beard which which was which was present in Batman. 20, this <laughs> week. Is it true? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
0: cuz Bruce Wayne's beard?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I just I just wanted to go ahead and touch back like I think that I really liked. Uh, I actually liked Batman quite a bit this week, but we're not actually talking mm-hmm. about that. We're going to be talking about um, Batman, Superman, and I thought that this was super interesting to see these two characters up against each other, two different versions of, I guess, of themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, and I just, it's re- it's been really fun to watch Greg Pock get all this time with Clark Kent and this new version of Clark Kent, which I, I found interesting, and I th- I love how they don't like each other. And right. They don't trust each other because, but not for any reason that they're just coming from different places.
2: Um, I thought at first it was weird that Gordon wouldn't trust Superman, but he's a cop. But that, but then I thought, okay, well, then Superman did fight cops last week, so that that makes sense. Also, I decided none of this makes any sense. None of this makes in any a sense. general sense. So what the fuck? Well, no, Whatever.
0: exactly, but it is consistent with what's been happening.
2: Yes, and like uh, this is consi- like, consistent. Like, but it, the idea of who Superman is in this world it, and whether or not. You know, he's a Superman from before. That's that's the force of inspiration and uh, and aspiration in the world. Is not sh- I don't know if that's the actual Superman. But
1: well, I'll tell you. I'll I'm, tell you something. Go
2: ahead. I'm very confused.
1: <laughs> because I'm reading the, the I'm reading the, 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 the Justice League book and and whatever and he's in the costume and the cape and all that sort of thing and then I'm reading this book and he's in the t-shirt and the jeans and I'm like okay but this is before all that but then Bunny or Batman is here and that's happening now I don't know I don't know what, Justice what, what, League
2: yeah. is out of continuity we're gonna to get to that in the next segment All right
0: All right I just but, I, it's funny because I can be I can totally be annoyed with Lobot but in this and I recognize this is not I'm like I don't know who the Superman is I don't know where he's coming from I, but I don't care. It's, right. it's interesting to me and and if you're going to go this way then 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 make it go all out and of course you want to have him meet batman and the fact that this book exists means that we don't have to wait eight twelve issues to establish that in the other batman book uh for what that is and i i thought uh i thought it was consistent with the things as i have been reading them um unlike the other superman book that we read
2: superman might want to go with a, a less tight gene
0: I'm gonna assume there's some sort of uh, spandex or, fa- or flexible fabric in there. Because
2: otherwise, he's not moving as well as he should be. You know, could be. <laughs> he's like, I can't bend over in these.
0: Yeah, he's definitely. This is the thing. He's definitely gonna have super crack. There's no way he doesn't.
2: <laughs> he's gonna have the super belt to hold his uh-huh. back jeans up. Uh huh. Yeah. So it was. Um, it was. It's fun, but I just don't. I, uh, I don't know. Wait,
0: no, I want to wait, I want to know where you're at on
2: this. Like are I, you I, it's, I can't anchor myself into the DC universe because everyone is so different in every book.
0: Okay, that's that's fine, but let's take that let's take that out. Okay, let's split it up though. How how are you overall on where we are with Batman at the moment? It's fine.
2: I mean, it's 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 a temporary story. I sure. know that. And so I'm I'm enjoying the interesting part of it. when I know we're talking about the regular book this week. And
0: Superman
2: The regular book was good and the backgate yeah. was awesome.
0: Yeah. Um and Superman uh are you do you rank that above or below Batman in the I don't I like what's going on I don't know what the fuck is going on
2: I think Batman's very straightforward in what's going on i I don't think they've changed him all that much other than mm-hmm. other than the kid, but the kid's ignored in in this in the regular book um Superman doesn't make any sense from book to book that's really the main problem and Superman is the center of the d c universe right it, would be, it it's kind of like if in Marvel. Steve Rogers was Captain America in one book and he was old Steve in another book and he was Captain Steve in the third book and there's just no way to emotionally anchor myself to what I'm reading.
0: But isn't he the same guy in, in I mean, theoretically in Superman and I, I'm going to just hope they iron that out in this well, the the title Superman. right now is completely off. So. And then Action Comics and then is the same writer as, as Batman. So this is consistent with
2: that. Um, yeah, I, I'm talking more of a more macro sense in terms mm-hmm. of I don't know what this Superman means to this DC universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You know
0: what, you're right, because I don't know where it fits in the overall timeline of how long he's been Superman and how much everybody liked Superman and what kind of an icon he was in that world. No
2: one seems to like him.
0: Which is weird.
2: So Because before
0: the New 52, like, you at least had that grounding. I know where right. he was. He's going to go on a walk.
2: Right. It's like <laughs> Lobot. You thought you knew who Lobot was, mm-hmm. and now he's having a drink at a bar. Maybe Lobot
0: has like a business mode.
2: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so, like
0: when he's on, he doesn't talk. He points. He gets information. It's all relayed indirectly. He just he locks in. But then after he's off, he's good old low. Good old low. Good old low. Oh, Actually, I've, low. I, so I guess kind of despite myself, I've been I've been enjoying Batman and Superman in the same way no, that I'm enjoying. It's not
2: action. bad. It's not bad at yeah, all. Yeah. My problems with it are not about the, the books' problems, just the yeah. general overall DC problems. I think <laughs> this
0: is. I get that. Yeah. I, I guess with DC now, it's like you were on a big iceberg and it just broke apart, and you just have to grab whichever little part of it you think you can you can hold on to and not yes. sink. Which is actually exactly what's happening in Marvel right now, and most of them suck. Sorry. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It really <laughs> was like I keep starting Marvel books and being like, I don't care. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't care.
1: All right. Well, if you care about us. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering about how you can help out uh, and how you can support iFanboy in our endeavor to bring you this entertainment on a weekly basis, uh, just go to go to your little, open up a web browser and type in ifanboy.com slash support. Uh, there you can find all the myriad ways that you can help support ifanboy.com, keep the lights on, keep our servers plugged in, and keep everything working. Um, if the easiest way and the best way that you can help us out is uh, just shop on Amazon. If you go to ifanboy.com slash support, there's a link over to Amazon. Any shopping you do at Amazon, we get a little uh, piece of the action, as they said, in Star Trek, and we would appreciate that. So next time you go to buy a graphic novel or a book or a TV, uh, click on that link uh, before you do so. Um, If you would like to become an iFanboy member and show your dedication, uh, you can sign up for $3 a month or $30 a year. It's very simple. There's a link there just to sign up for your membership. You do it all through PayPal. Um, If you don't want to commit to a recurring payment, you just want to do a one-time donation, a link is there too as well where you can donate via PayPal. Um, And We appreciate everyone who helps us out and keeps the lights on at iFanboy.com. We love you. So. Well, Wait, so, so that phrase comes from Star Trek? <laughs> yes. Like a piece of the action. With the guy, right. from the, the guy from uh, the diner.
2: It doesn't come from Star Trek. They use uh, it on Star Trek.
1: They use it okay. on Star Trek. It's a great episode. They, they go to a planet where everybody's all 30s-era gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is Bloodstrike? <laughs> uh, so Bloodstrike number one um, is Rob Liefeld's Did back. I hit my head and wake up in 1994? I know, but this is this is what's crazy is that it's complete. I I would str- I would encourage you guys just to take a look at it because you gotta. I I, I personally I, I love Rob Liefeld. I love Rob Liefeld because he is just he is what he is, and he's got no shame, and he's he's full of energy and excitement. And it's clear looking at this, it's. This Bloodstrike character, there's a character that's clearly – Bloodstrike's clearly meant to be Deadpool. There's a character that's clearly meant to be Cable. He brought back Bloodwolf who was originally clearly supposed to be Lobo. Like it just (laughs) (laughs) – he he loves those characters and those designs, so he's just going to keep using them. But this time he's cursing and a major plot point is Bloodstrike's uh, genitals are cut off and that's a major point. And it's this is R-rated Rob Liefeld, which we've never really seen before. There are curses. There's like all wackiness, but uh, it's just it's 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 crazy. So uh, I I I give it points for being nuts. He's
2: writing and drawing it.
1: He's writing and drawing it, and, and it's not him drawing and someone doing finishes or inking or whatever. It is him drawing, and you can see that he can still draw. I mean, say what you will about how he's how he draws in the style or whatever, but it's good Liefeld. I mean, like it's 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 good, like similar to good Chaykin. It's good I Liefeld. I can't endorse anything he's been saying. I don't. I don't
0: want. <laughs> no. to be, No. I'm I not don't. Want, just, I just don't want to see the eventual. Oh, you guys said. I just. I want to make <laughs> One sure. One man's opinion. Yep.
1: Exactly. One I, man's I, opinion. I, I embraced it and I enjoyed it because it made me laugh. Just because it's so out there, so um, so good. Good job, Rob. You keep you keep making comics. So so I made
0: I made uh, Big Man Plans number one uh, my pick of the week, uh, and and the fourth and final issue just came out. Whew.
2: <laughs> 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 Whew. Well, you said it was getting more hardcore. It, it got
0: cool. it got more hardcore. <laughs> um, there was like a bit of a, a, a bit of a sense of humor to the first one. Uh this was just and they they kind of said this in the end. Uh there's like a little essay and like when we we talked it out and it was gonna be really fun and we were gonna do it and as we got into the last last one we were like whew <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of my review. Um it's really grim. Uh these horrible people do horrible things. Horrible. Uh and then the the killer dwarf comes along and uh makes them pay.
2: Um The Killer Dwarf sounds like a nineteen seventies horror film. Yeah, it's it is a little like that. It is.
0: I mean, like, if this was a movie, I would be like, "This is the most awful thing I've ever seen in my life." Um, But somehow, something when it's drawn like that, I'm okay Um, because it's really. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I
2: guess if that's overall, did you like it?
0: I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's what I'm gonna go with. I was really like at first, it seemed to have a, a dark sense of humor to go along with it, but by the end, it was just revenge and torture and blood and and gore so
2: and you're the guy that walked out on saw
0: i am (laughs) i am and then they made nine more of them so i'm right there with popular culture
2: (laughs) so i'm in san diego i'm in a an apartment with a bunch of people from my my job and we were reading comics on wednesday with no pants on before we head over to get our badges and uh all of a sudden, throughout the condo, you just heard me shouting, "No, no, 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 no!" no. <laughs> I think I felt that. And uh, Justice League of America number two was the cause, and not wait, 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 wait! Before you tell me the true cause, was it the soul patch? It's not because of the soul patch. Alien. For me, it's- he lost uh, me at the soul patch. It's not because Superman's an idiot in this book. Like he is, they don't. They just seem to not like Superman. It's not any of those things. It's because Brian Hitch drew Bruce Wayne to look like Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, and I just started screaming "No!" at the top of my lungs, over and over and over again, until someone came to see what was what was wrong.
1: It's a brave new world, Connor. Who? No, <laughs> I don't accept this world. Who uh, who's writing this again?
2: Pitch. He's writing and
0: drawing. That's this yes. is his thing.
1: Okay. Well, you you saw you saw the new you saw the Batman news that came out of the con, right? I mean ben, that that makes sense.
2: That, that Ben Affleck's writing. Yes. Yeah, co-writing and directing. Yes. Yeah, so well. Yes. Yeah. Ha. That still doesn't mean that they can draw him in the comics. Connor, Connor, wait, Connor, 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 Argo, but with Batman. I'm not saying, I'm not excited for that. I'm saying in the comic, you cannot do this. Let me ask
0: you
1: a question.
2: But it's Hitch.
0: Can we ask you a question? Has Jeff Johns ever written a really great Batman story?
1: Batman Earth One. Earth One, yeah.
0: Is that a great Batman story?
1: It's a good Batman story, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Um... Uh, Connor, but it's Brian Hitch. This is the guy who who cast Samuel Jackson. Yes, and what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I just
0: want no. to make it clear that at no point in Bruce's passes has his family owned slaves.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, no. all right. Well, moving on. Uh, Justice
1: League United number eleven. I have no idea what's going on in it. I just done the travel form and drew it, and I thought it was pretty.
2: I I was shocked to see you reading this.
1: I, I I'm giving them shots. I'm, I'm 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 just I'm I'm taking the approach of the guy who wanders into the comic store after being uh, just uh jump in the deep in like let's yeah, just, just, do just, this. just just like oh what's this? This looks interesting and and it looked interesting. I didn't understand what the hell was going on in it and I don't understand, you know, um anything, but uh Is this the – different... like DiMateas. No, book? it's a uh, no. Jeff Parker, Jeff Parker. Oh. Oh. This is the this is the one that was meant to be the Canadian one, right? Uh-huh. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but it had it had a trouble when Jeff Parker start writing it. Yeah. I guess with this issue. But it wasn't good? It was good. I just didn't know what was going on. Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm well, no, I'm kind of I'm a little interested I'm now. I'm going to be you said Jeff yeah. Parker and Travel Foreman to
1: me, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to look. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. <sighs> It was all right, um, and then finally uh, checking in, checking back into the Secret War Battle World stuff. Um, a whole bunch of them came out this week, but uh, Age of Apocalypse number one stood out uh, primarily, mostly because uh, uh, whereas 1872 is different because that is somewhat original. Mm-hmm. It's just taking the idea that there used to be westerns in Marvel or whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of these, like Civil War came out and they got uh, Linial Francis U to draw it, but the story wasn't that that great or whatever. But a lot of these more recent ones. Um, the art choices go a long way because they can either put you in the mode of that story or take you out of it. Because a lot of these, a lot of these moments in Marvel's history, Marvel's time, have very visual, you know, kind of references. Um, Age of Apocalypse, famously drawn, you know, kind of the lead book was drawn um, by Joe Mattiera and Chris uh, Bachalo had, had drawn some of them, and so like it's got that kind of like mid '90s uh, Mattiera, Bachalo kind of look. Um, Gerardo Sandoval, the artist, totally nailed it in terms of look, and it just felt it felt like an Age of Apocalypse book. And it was great to see Fabian Nieves writing something again in oh. an area that uh, he knows a lot about. So um, I enjoyed this one; it was fun.
2: That build-up did not end the way I thought it would. Oh, why? Why did you, you think did it was? A good, good job of reversing my expectations. Yeah, well, it uh, sound like you're building up to tear it down.
1: No, no, no. It was it was good. It was it was what I expected. It did not disappoint. Should
2: so. we go back to talking about Lobot?
1: Whereas the Civil War one was just a mess. Yeah, so, anyway. I didn't finish it. I didn't get very far uh, at all. I was like, oh, Do you I,
2: like? Do you enjoy it, the messes? It was rough. No, not in a
1: good way. I enjoy the. You know, you know, I enjoy a good mess in a good way, but not in a good way. I, so. I started it and I was like,
0: Oh man, I barely cared about Civil War at the time. I I have no interest in revisiting this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah. basically where I was. I was like, I don't even. I don't even know if it's going to be well done or not. I, I just don't care.
2: Whoa,
1: whoa, slow down, low. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you how it's going to work, low. Now, when you do it in the voice, I like it a lot more. Don't abbreviate low Well, what have we? Well,
0: you can't take a whole down a whole book down because of one word.
1: Yes,
2: I well, you can. can. Oh, you yeah, can. I mean, oh, yeah. oh, yes, can. I just did. I yeah. just did. Yeah. I took the whole book down because of one panel. Yeah. Well, that fan was fan an overall style decision. It wasn't decision. even a word. It was silent.
0: Yeah. Did you finish uh, reading it?
2: Yeah, I finished Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Sad. Classic. I not believe what was going on in that comic for a variety of reasons. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Those are the books we're going to talk about this week. Go to FMWay.com. Find a post for the show. You can talk about these books or other books. And uh, talk about Lobot if you want. I like that there's a lot more to talk
1: about. We're just we're not going to do it. Listen, I will do a show dedicated to Lobot if, if, if there's enough audience uh, hope. Ron, so. everybody knows that you would do a show dedicated to Lobot. We, we do Lobot. Your, your, your
0: willingness to accept a podcast on a very thin uh, standard <laughs> Is the premise is not a, a question here? There's, there's nobody out there like he wouldn't he wouldn't do that, would he? I mean, if anybody knows, I know. <laughs> this week in Lobot,
2: <laughs> it's a very short show. Mm-hmm. First email comes from West A from Newport, Minnesota, and West says, "I'm facing a bit of a crisis with the reboot of Miles Morales. First, a bit of history. I love the first volume of the Miles Morales Spider-Man series. It had an interesting new character taking up an established mantle and making it his own." The short-lived second volume had some issues, but and while it was enjoyable, it is also a bit of a mess. Now that Miles will soon be Peter Parker's apprentice, I find myself not that interested. I don't want Miles to be a Spider-Man; I want him to be the Spider-Man. Anything else just doesn't feel as interesting to me. If you ever come across this feeling with a character's new direction, am I just one of these seemingly boom of new readers or readers who growing tired of the big two? Any thoughts would be welcome. I'd love Ron. To- I think this is where you would bring up Lobot again.
1: Well, clearly, Lobot talked too much in the issue. <laughs> That's the whole show.
0: It's just an hour yeah, of you just much. saying, making that point over and over again.
1: <laughs> Listen, low. Um, yeah, he's never going to be the Spider-Man. Yep. Sorry. Well, he was. I mean,
2: he was, and no, he was the Ultimate Spider-Man. He was. It doesn't. The but in Spider-Man. his
1: world, as he exists,
0: he was the Spider-Man. Yeah, so we the Marvel world. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know, and I see what you're saying, and I and I, I think what you've got here uh, is a bit of a not my John situation. <laughs> They've true. taken your Miles. And they put him somewhere else, and it it changes it, and now he's not your Miles. And I don't but, know that. But
1: but it's still it's still Bendis writing it, and it's and I mean I don't know. It eventually it will saw, be Dan Slott writing it though. Yeah, yeah, right. I saw this whole move as a uh, they want their cake. They want to have their cake and eat it too. Yes.
0: Well, can you uh, imagine if they had taken that one character and gotten rid of him?
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. A- And And I don't think think they should. I think he's a great character, and I think it's excellent. I think you know, and and it's great. But like the thing is, is that as much as there are people who want Miles to be the Spider-Man, there's a whole bunch of people who believe that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Well, here's the
0: thing that's interesting about that, because if you look at, say, Captain America, when they brought in a new Captain America, they took Steve out of the picture, or at least drastically changed what he was doing. They either made him Captain Steve, or they made him Old Man Steve. They got him out of the way. There wasn't two running around together. When they took uh, Dick Grayson and they made him Batman, Bruce yeah, Wayne Bruce. was gone. And yeah. I think there's something to that. Because I, I hadn't thought about it. From the, I don't know anything about what's going to happen, but I don't think I'd be interested in that either. It was more fun to watch Miles cl- you know, crawl around the world and try to work it out for himself, completely think you know, feeling he's overwhelmed. If he has a, a, you know, a Spider-Man mentor, it's less interesting. Um, and I also, like, I have been super disconnected from Peter Parker for years now, because I haven't really been into Dan Slott's work, and he's been writing S- Spider-Man
2: since... 1974?
0: Apparently, I think so, something like that. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know, I just, I feel like, I feel like, uh, like Peter Parker really has been in this, he's just been boring to me for years and years and years, or at least repetitious. In the same problem they have with Clark Kent, in a way. So I I think it'd be I, I thought it'd be interesting if they if they sort of got him out of the way or shuffled him off to a different role for a while. But you're right, that would
2: piss people off too. But he's also the face of the company, literally.
0: No, I I know I know. Well, yeah. the mask is.
2: Yeah, but the mask is the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Miles too, but that was he was the in the Ultimate Universe. There was an expectation that they could do anything to any character. Yeah, and there's, that's different when you start messing around in the regular Universe or the well, quote unquote. Well, here's the fact.
0: The fact is that thing that you liked is over. And now there is a new thing that is derived from that other thing. You might not like it, and that's just
2: the game. Comics, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's you, Hellblazer.
1: Yeah, totally. And you know, yeah, exactly. You got and the thing, and the, thi- the but the thing is, is that I guess the, the, the biggest thing is that it hasn't happened yet. We don't know. You, know you don't good. know what it's going to be like. You know, so clearly you like it. You like the creator. Who, you like the character. You like the creator who created the character. The same creator is doing the character. Give it a try. Maybe you'll like it. Yeah, you know, like and and you know and and be thankful that they didn't they didn't obliterate them. You know, not my miles.
0: Know. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag not my, my miles.
1: <laughs> All right. Our next email comes from Jonathan O from Burnsville, Minnesota. He says, "My fiance is a bookworm and reads a bunch of classic novels. I've introduced her to a couple of comics that she's enjoyed, some classic DC like uh, Identity Crisis, and we've been reading Saga together. Identity Crisis is classic DC.
2: We're guess, old. Ron. It's a long oh, time
1: ago." I'm a big DC fan, but I've realized looking back at the other crises that no normal person, no normal person could pick them up and understand them. Correct. I'm not sure what the next thing is is that I should, should suggest. She's mentioned Bitch Planet. Is that a book? Is that a book with strong female character and smart dialogue? She's recently watched all of the Buffy episodes. Are the Buffy comics worth investing in? What recent books have your female counterparts enjoyed? Okay. I, I don't want to answer this. No. <laughs> okay. First of all, this, this is really interesting. You're
0: saying strong female characters, and then you're also mentioning Identity Crisis, which is like the most reviled book of all time by the people who are creating the other books you want. I just think that's interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, you don't know that it's reviled by the people who make those other comics? No, I
0: just I know, you know it's, it's one of those of things it, that the they, they a put a touch. Fans that
2: hate it. They put a touch.
0: It's, I've seen it written about a lot. It's, it doesn't There's matter.
2: There's a group of fans that hate it. There's certainly a lot of bloggers that hate it, but you right. don't know they're creator. Anyway, okay. anyway, anyway,
0: anyway. Get my point. Recommendations. Uh, I mean, I I don't I don't like the idea of uh this book is good for women and this book is good for men. Yeah. As is a general rule, I think good is good is good. All that being can, said, there are so many classic stuff. stories that you can pick and choose from historically. You know that we could all just pick like our favorite things that you could read like like go get New Frontier right now. Just get that. It won't matter man or woman whatever that's that's great dc story if that's like a one thing that you want to do i hear that bitch planet is great i haven't read it it doesn't make me a sexist i (laughs) like i just i wasn't interested in the creative team more than anything else so um i mean but i mean buffy i think is a wonderful suggestion you guys really like those books and you don't have to wait three years for it to be finished five was that long yes jesus yeah but it was it was consistent right i mean for the most part, it was part. good.
2: It just was the, the season eight went five, six, seven years or something like that. Yeah, yeah it went way um, too long. Yeah, the I would disagree slightly with you, Josh, because I do know a lot of women who read comics, and they do, for the most part, want to read female protagonists. Okay, yeah. and th- that's 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 fair enough. I'm not generalizing. I'm just saying the ones I know, uh-huh. read, they read all kinds of books, but but they in general are looking they, – they look for books with female protagonists.
1: Well, I think – so in that case, I think we're missing the obvious one, which is clearly uh, David Finch's Wonder Woman, right? Isn't that the part of the, <laughs> part of the kind of book? <laughs> 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 um, uh. Uh, no, but, no Bitch, Bitch Planet is – I can attest Bitch Planet is good. Um I, I think that also. I mean, and, and I mean, the new Batgirl probably might be one. Yeah. You know, depending on age and interest and that sort of thing. But or the and maybe the new Black Canary too, which is supposed to be pretty good. Or Miss Marvel, or uh, um, yeah, Miss Marvel as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Miss um, Marvel, or or what's the other one? The other Marvel, Captain Marvel. Captain
2: Marvel. Yeah. that's that's changing creative team. Um, yeah, yeah, but
1: go back, go back and get, go back and get the original Captain Marvel Volume One by Kelly Sue DeConnick and and I forget who the artist was on it, but yeah, go uh, pick that up. Yeah. And if you want kind of a more superhero kind of thing, um, you know, I mean, has she read Watchmen? <laughs> a lot of rape. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about Alan Moore. Yeah,
1: <laughs> a lot of
0: rape. But if she Helen? liked Identity Crisis, she might be cool with that.
1: Yeah and and I mean and and there's a female protagonist in it. I mean she she kicks ass at some point, you know, at points, yeah, you know. But she's so also yeah, kind I mean of a, it's yeah. So she's a bit of a damsel in distress needing rescue a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um I wish I had better answers, honestly. It's it's a thing that uh I don't know.
1: Well, no, and I think I mean I think and honestly I think that being in the middle of the two of you I think you both made good points. Where con- I mean, Josh, your point is that you know good is good and go read you know something that we all know is great and and what I always do when people want recommendations I go by what genre they like you know like what kind of what kind of movies do you like what kind of TV shows right exactly do you no, like, that's the best way to go, go from so, there. But con- but Connor does have a point that I mean and I think it's fine. I mean like women want to read about women like that yeah, like not, that you want something that you can relate to sure. and connect with and so yeah. I
0: probably would not recommend the new Princess Leia book. Uh, in yeah. that instance, uh, well, okay, let's just so let's let's take it back, I guess, and just say that she likes Buffy. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, what w- what would you suggest? She likes Saga too, so maybe right. Why the Last Man's a really good thing to look into. Yeah. Um, because that is a, a very
1: uh, yeah. I, I and a I, great would, book. I would I s- would I would say to check out Bitch Planet. I would say to check out Sex Criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that that's a that's more I think that's closer on the Buffy spectrum. Mm-hmm. Than anything else in terms of just the like, characterization and and talking I mean, and all I mean, that sort of
0: stuff. Like what would she buy? I mean, like a Preacher. Read Preacher.
2: I it's would a, go back and tell. I would say the um get a, get the collections of Astonishing oh. X Men.
1: Oh oh oh! Uh, Strangers in Paradise.
2: Wow, we haven't talked about that book. before. I know. Yeah. Wow. Go, we're and it's, we're and, off our game. You
1: want, you want something that will? I mean, she likes classic novels and and like and is gonna get caught up in the whole world and everything. Go go. You know, go that route. Absolutely. There are tons of volumes of Strangers in Paradise and and very, you know, very weed-esque in terms of characterization and that sort of thing. Yeah, go for it. That's my suggestion.
2: Oh! Oh! Oh. There you go, Jonathan. Finally, we've got a question for Josh. David G. from Worcester, Massachusetts says, I was inspired by Josh's comment at the end of the most recent episode about Worcester, which as a lifelong Worcester resident. Perfectly sums up our driving in the area. To ask a non-comics related question, what's your favorite New England accent to imitate? Is it the classic Boston one? Where the H's at the beginning, the words mysteriously disappear, and the R makes an ah sound? The Kennedy, where everything is very serious but full of a lot of filler words? The Vermonter, or does any of the use of the word wicked as an all-purpose adverb tickle your fancy?
1: I, I'll tell you what, the, the only New England accent that I like is none. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, that was, I know the question was for Josh, I'm sorry. You know, Josh, go, listen, go the head. only
0: Tri-State area I, I, I like is go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How about that's that? All, that's
2: all of them. I yeah, re-
1: very recently, I w- I met somebody and they asked where I was from and I said oh, I'm from Long Island. They're like, oh, but you don't sound like you're from Long Island. I was like, yeah, you've no, never I'm been North- to Long Island then. North North Shore. <laughs> Listen, it's Listen, on, there. The nor- on the North Shore. We're a little more. <laughs>
0: you, I mean, even even if you're not saying all the words the way that you used to, there's a rhythm. <laughs> there's a there's a cadence. There's something <laughs> I've seen this. guy. I don't remember what comment I made about driving a I've seen him. He commented it was, on it on the. It thing. was angry
2: driving. Oh, okay. Angry, aggressive driving. Yeah. Um, this is not. This is an old email. So there was a couple of
0: Maine, because it's the one I know best, and it's a little different than uh, Boston, Massachusetts. I can't do Boston, Massachusetts, like that. That you know, that Matt, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, fake one. I can't do that one. Uh, wicked is is a wonderful all-purpose word, and I stopped using it like after I got out of college because everybody pointed out that I was using it, and I felt like a complete rube. Um, but I've tried <laughs> to bring it back in. Uh, wicked, fucking cool guy. <laughs> it's different. It's different than mass. I can't do mass, but I can do Maine because that's what my whole family. Sounds like, but not me. I talk like the people on TV, and I always have. No one's ever been like you have a Maine accent. I would just say wicked, but in a perfect northeastern uh, neutral. <laughs> so
2: do some Maine for the people.
0: What well, we used to do? We used to do it when we did Arthur from Maine. Remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I saw an article the other day that it was about somebody was making fun of the fact that they had that they were gonna announce having lobster rolls at McDonald's in New England. I was like, they had fucking lobster rolls at McDonald's in New England my entire life. It's not. It's, there's nothing about it that's fucking new or weird or anything. They're like six bucks. They're for fucking tourists. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. Oh, Good man. job,
1: Josh. I thought of you while I was watching Jaws last weekend. See, that's Massachusetts.
0: I know. Okay. I, still thought of you. I I think there's probably a lot of people who think of me when watching J. Is he allowed
1: now. to
2: think of you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know I do I know what scene you were you, you were thinking of me in? Because I think I do. Which scene? <gasps> <gasps> yes exactly. <laughs> and because I don't want to have a lot of insider jokes that people don't know what's going on, I'm gonna explain this. <laughs> Uh, back 10 years ago when I got married, uh, my wife and I went on vacation to Hawaii. And then after the fact, uh, my two friends here told me that they had seriously looked into getting me one of those swimming with sharks. uh, We were going to do it. Yeah, no, this close swimming with sharks packages, uh, which I would not have done by the way.
2: Um, you would have wasted our hard earned money. uh Uh,
0: I wouldn't even do, you know, the thing that's been going around where people watch jaws like in a pool. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that! Oh no, that's <laughs> no,
2: crazy. that's
0: insanity. I so and so it got to be a thing where I said no, I would look just like Richard Dreyfuss in that scene when when he sees the shark and he's underwater in the scuba mask and he just covers <laughs> up his face and his eyes get big. And he's, ah! Or Hooper. <laughs> no, the, it was the from the, the Oceanographic Scre- Institute. The muffled, yeah, the muffled scream woo! underwater. No one can hear you scream.
1: <laughs> Actually, that's aliens in space. No one can hear you scream. But yeah. the
0: aliens tagline was based on Jaws. Jaws in space. So that's why I relate them.
1: Alright, so if you've got any <laughs> questions about accents or sharks or anything. It's,
0: it's pretty much the same thing as a as a as a high pitched uh bane. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> like if <laughs> if Bane was walking around and saw a spider <laughs> and he doesn't like them.
1: What does that sound like? <laughs> it sounds the same. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. <laughs> alright so you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave us a voicemail at one eight 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 888 fanboys that's one 326 2697 tell us who you are, where you're from and keep the voicemail short people um, alright cool uh, real quickly if you like the sound of my voice you can also go listen or watch uh, All About Android on the Twit Network at <laughs> twit.tv slash triple A and hey you gotta watch it live because you never know what might happen because last week on the show uh, I had a little run in with Larry Wilcox of Chips fame I'm just saying it was epic so go yeah, check. It sounded like you got in a out. fight with him, <laughs> Had a
0: run in with him. Like you're Larry David, and it was like you were on the street and you gave the wrong tip.
1: <laughs> the best is if you look at the Facebook co- post that he where he's like, "Okay, chime in on what." Like, it just sounded so annoyed. Anyway, oh Larry Wilcox.
2: This week, Ant Man comes out uh, at the end of the week, and we will be doing a special edition podcast on it. Um, Ron and I, and possibly one, another guest, will be talking about Ant Man. So you can check that out. It'll be coming out. Uh, possibly the day the movie comes out we're not sure yet depends on how, all the screenings we're juggling but uh, you can look forward to that this coming week for Ant-Man it's getting good reviews
0: okay fine
1: it's got like a, it's got like a 60 or 65 on Rotten Tomatoes That's currently It's not good so, yeah. That's just okay
0: Yep. Uh, head over to ifanboy.com you can comment on this show uh, you can talk about this week's books you can find out about all the other podcasts that we have had in the past and the old video shows and everything is still there for your enjoyment and quote unquote information follow us at facebook.com slash ifanboy or at ifanboy on twitter um, you'll be able to see uh, all of the weird stuff we say uh, and then uh, you can find out what the pick is ahead of time as well uh, for things and you can follow us at uh, j.a. flanagan, C. S. Kilpatrick, and
2: at ronxo And if you like the show, write a review on iTunes, or better yet, tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your
0: friends about the show. Just tell
2: them. And uh, we appreciate that. That's how people find out about the podcast is through reviews on iTunes and through word of mouth. And we always see people recommending us on Twitter, and we always are very appreciative of all those who do that. So thank you for helping spread the fanboy love all around.
1: About five and a half, six inches.
2: (laughs) We should bring back the Frapper map. (laughs) Frapper's gone, long gone what's where you started it. <laughs> just if you think about it that was like the dumbest thing yeah
1: like well, no map. I mean it was like it was basically it was like where are you from like it was, it was a way to people represent you
0: know it shows know. visually where people are that's what it does you know like 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 if I'm here it's a pin right there it's where I am you're somewhere else
2: <laughs> I'm saying it's a nice feature I don't know that it's a business Yeah, that's fair that's fair
1: there. I'm Ron an I'm Josh I wait, I'm wait.
0: just fucking Josh
1: <laughs> I said it in the accent But
0: my name doesn't Joshy That's me There you go I'm getting out Now nothing ever shaves <laughs> me I'm going out I don't care